Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey guys. It is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute. For tonight's Post Daily Dose. Just give him Big Papa a break. He's been working really, really, really hard. And uh, had that big podcast last night. If you guys didn't catch it, it was a really, really, really good one. And we'll be, uh, I'll be loading that up to our YouTube channel uh, here in the next few days. So you'll be able to catch it there. Oh man, it is, it's a beautiful day today. Um, I spent the, the morning working and uh, had a session four of the book study group that I'm running. Book study of the book From Fear to Love. Um, so that really awesome and the parents in the group have been incredible Um it just um, always reminds me just to have so much appreciation I have so much appreciation um, for anyone who's willing to even consider a different paradigm of parenting and I know that the paradigm we teach is um, you know it's definitely not the mainstream it's definitely pretty far away from that consequences and rewards, um, punishment uh, style of parenting that is still the dominant story in our culture, but um, what I say is if this was just about stickers and stars, uh, we would have had this thing mastered a long time ago. And so parenting children who come from traumatic experiences, parenting children who come from tough places is way more... Um, well, as Brian says, this is way more an emotional, it's way more an emotional process than it is a cognitive process. But it does start with an understanding. And when we understand that our kids are doing the best they can, uh, what that looks like changes depending on their level of stress and that the things that stress them, it's whether it's real or perceived makes no difference, that the impact in terms of how that how that amygdala and that cortisol, how that amygdala gets flipped and that cortisol gets pouring out is super, super significant and it's something that we really have to understand. I see lots of people popping in, but I haven't had anybody say hi. <laughs> so if somebody wants to say hi, I'd love that. I love hearing from you guys. Um, so um, I wanted to just hop on real quick and um, talk a little bit about uh, in chapter seven of the book, From Fear to Love. Um, when Brian talks about exploring what's below the surface. So, when I teach in the book study, one of the things, hey, Chris, thanks for saying hi. Hi, Laura. So thankful. Thanks for saying hi, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, so, you know, Brian talks about getting below the surface and the analogy of the, um, the iceberg, I think is so helpful when we think of behavior as an iceberg right? And imagine us um, being sort of like that little yodeler from the Price is Right show. You know, remember he had that little green hat and he's got the little feather in it and his little overalls and he's got that tiny little axe, that tiny little uh, pick axe. Hey Mary, nice to see you. Um, and so, you know, if you think of it in this way, when we're just focusing on behavior, we're just chip, chip, chipping away at behavior, chip, chip, chipping away, trying to make them comply, chip, chip, chip at that defiance, chip, chip, chip at the fact that they tell me no when I ask them to take out the trash, chip, chip, chip behavior. Well, you, 
you will have behaviors change. You'll have a, so imagine it like a chunk of ice, and so a chunk of ice pops off, that's behavior, and it plops into the ocean. Well, what's gonna happen? More behavior is gonna come to the surface because we're, we're working at a surface level when we need to get and understand what it is that's driving this behavior, understand what's going on at the brain level, and away from those challenging situations, you can create, you can pour soothing in whatever way that is for your family, for your child, knowing what they're, what's soothing to them, and begin to build the oxytocin response. And the more um, oxytocin, uh, the more active the oxytocin response is, oxytocin is responsible for one of its jobs is to modulate the stress hormone. And so away from those moments, the work that you do can help change. It's like you work over here, but you get results over here. It's, it's really quite amazing. But the other thing that I know is getting below the surface. If you think about, um, think about the, like the television shows, the discovery shows, uh, on Discovery Channel where in that one man or the two man submarine and so because I happen to scuba dive I, I really this visual really helps me you know you can dive at 30 30 feet and it's just absolutely beautiful but you start going down really deep you know a hundred feet under a thousand feet under and you start seeing prehistoric stuff right historic animals that have never creatures that have never been seen before, they've not been labeled before, they've not been identified before, um, and it's dark. I mean, it's pitch black dark. The, the light from the sun cannot filter through that much water, and it is pitch black. The only source of light is whatever light they bring. And in a lot of ways, that's what it's like when we talk about going below the surface, is we in our efforts to go below the behavior, in our efforts to ask what's going on, to understand what's going on, to understand the things that our kids have, have experienced and their reactions to that at a subconscious level, we may be going into some very deep and dark places and it may scare the crap out of us. And so we get really scared when we start going below the surface because we have not experienced other people accepting our feelings. We've not experienced what it's like just to cry it out, scream it out in the presence of another person, to just be that level of vulnerable. Most of us have not had those experiences. Um, our culture is so emotion phobic that uh, we, what we teach, we have experienced most of us in our raising parenting and in our culture is it's not okay to cry it's not okay to express yourself you take your upset feelings and you go to your room with them and close the door or maybe even being punished for having upset feelings so who are trying to get below the surface we don't have a lot of experience of what it feels like for someone to do that for us and therefore we don't really have a blueprint of what it's like just to hold space you know we're trying to we're trying to help bring their subconscious wounds to their conscious awareness so that they don't continue to be the massive driving force that they are but before we can do that we have to get really comfortable with what our world has deemed uncomfortable we have to get really comfortable with the uncomfortable we have to get comfortable with upset emotions. We have to 
have that, that attunement to know when we're going to comfort and soothe, like, you know, try to help them feel better versus when we're going to say, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, give it to me. I'm here. I'm your parent. I need to know your feelings, please. I'm, you know, that's my job. My job is to help you through this, but I can't help you through this if I don't know what's going on. Share, share. So really inviting people into that space. Chris says that's because... Uh, People aren't able to be present with themselves, let alone for others. Bada bing, bada boom. There is the million dollar phrase right there. We're so busy keeping ourselves distracted, being distracted, the pace that we are used to living at, and our minds always being occupied, television, phones, whatever, that we are disconnected even from our own experiences. We, are, we experience levels of stress and we don't even realize we're stressed until we're blowing up and so you know this whole concept of really becoming self-aware aware of our own feelings our own emotions being attuned to ourselves we have to be attuned to ourselves before we can be attuned to our children so um thank you chris i appreciate that so much we have built a lot more distress tolerance yeah good building our tolerance for the stress of our children though like the our window of tolerance for their emotions. I think that's something to think about. I think what Chris is saying is that um, we have to build a lot more distress tolerance. And we are so, so worried about how other people perceive us. We can't allow ourselves to be authentic. I wish that you were in my presence. I would give you a high five. Exactly. We get caught up in what other people think. Our old stories, the stories of how we were raised. Uh, when our kids are using bad words, uh, there's like this little thing in our brain that says, if my parents, it if I would have talked like that to my parents, well, as my daughter said, I'm not you and you're not your parents. Having to parent the child that you have in the way that you know your child needs to be directed and guided is is just paramount. We're also worried about other people's perceivers, yeah. That, ex that, view, that concept, that idea that the rest of the world is somehow able to see us and judge us and that this um, putting on, you know, putting on our perfection, putting on our best face. I think one of the things about the uh, coronavirus is, um, one, all this time at home with one another, um, wounds that have been hidden because of busyness um are now being revealed and that is not a bad thing it may be scary because we're getting below the surface we're getting into those places that are that may be dark or we may be bumping into parts of humanity that our children have experienced that we only have a tiny bit of knowledge about you know i can remember about two years ago i posted a video on our feed that had um it was video footage of abuse and it was taken from a nanny cam and the reaction of the people from our facebook page was really off the chain like they were really upset with me for posting it and although i understand that um it also broke my heart because we of all people you know, we're raising kids who've lived through it and if they're having feelings and experiences related to the trauma 
and we can't tolerate even watching a video that resembles something they may have experienced, how are we going to be attuned and able to really connect with them in that heart? The other thing that happens is we bump into our own history. If we've experienced abuse or neglect or um, at, at various levels and our children begin to experience intense emotions, then our own histories can be triggered. And then it got, gets all tangled up. You know, we, our tolerance for their emotions and just to be able to sit with them when they cry. You know, to be able to ask for more. Tell me more about how you're feeling. You don't have to cry alone. I am okay with your feelings. The more we can do that, the more we are opening up the pathways for that lifetime relationship. Because, you know, when they're 20, we want them to come to us with those challenges so that we can provide them guidance. When they're in their teens, we want them to come to us so that we can provide them guidance, but we can only do that when we're in a place of relationship. And it is a relationship that involves deep understanding, deep empathy, and also them having understanding of us. So that means being really transparent, being able to say to your child, I'm really stressed out right now. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I need to take a minute. I don't really know what to do with it when you say no. I don't want to stand here and argue with you, So, uh, and I'm not going to beat you. That's not going to get us where we want to go. So I'm going to step away for a minute and try to figure this out. The more we can speak about our own experiences, the more they're going to be able to understand us. So, you know, gosh, this was a, a short little daily dose, but it was super packed with a lot of things. And Chris, thank you so much. We have to allow ourselves to sit next to people experiencing comfortable things without running from it. Amen. So this time that we have right now with so many of the distractions being removed and all of us being together, I know it's it's so different. We don't have our typical outlets of self-care, so we're having to be very creative. And right, Chris, we can't run from the things that are making us uncomfortable like we maybe used to be able to with our busyness. And so now we're having to work, and we're having to work below the surface, and we're having to figure out how it is that we're going to relate at the heart level to our children so that we can figure out how to swim with them in that darkness and shine the light for them. And so I just want to, you know, be an encourager, be one who understands that this is hard work, hard emotional work, but, but it's so worth it. Um, it's so worth it. And it's, uh, you know, what I find is a lot of times you have these breakthroughs. You have these breakthroughs, and usually the breakthroughs, like Brian always says, the breakthroughs come Oftentimes they don't they don't come just easy, you know, it's like breakthrough. There's a reason they call it break breakthrough because you are breaking through some deep shit, man. You you know, when they talk about breaking the chains that bind us, these are chains. You know, they're they're psychological chains, they're emotional chains, they're trauma chains, they're bonds and breaking through them to that place of expression, you know, that takes relationship, it takes takes trust, it takes attunement, and it means that we're being aware parents. Um but the blessings of it are so incredible. They're so incredible. So, you know, I just want to, I just want to be an encourager that it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it can feel like really hard work. It can feel, it also, you know, just to speak to that with regards to all the, 
you know, whether we're calling it homeschooling, online schooling, crisis schooling, whatever term is, is what you're applying, you know, we can get really caught up in trying to make sure these assignments are done and all of that and have a lot of conflict about it. Or maybe we just need to send a letter to the teacher that says, you know what? My child's experienced a lot of trauma and some of the homework we need to be focused on more than anything is just building relationship and, and safety. And if I can work on building that foundation, we'll get, you know, maybe we'll get three problems. And maybe there's an assignment of, of 20 problems of math, but you do three. Or maybe you don't do any and you do math because you count out M&Ms enough for everybody in the family to have the same amount. You create fun ways for learning to be taking place and you document that to your teacher and you spend your time just focusing on loving your babies, creating safety, creating relationship, understanding their needs, and let this time be what it is that your family needs above everything else. Make it what it is that you know your family most needs. So with that, much love to you guys. I hope you have a beautiful evening. And I'm sure Big Papa will be back with us tomorrow. Uh, if you guys don't have this book, I'm telling you, um, it's such a great book. And it's an easy read. Um, probably, it's such an easy you can, you know, you can refer to it like you read it once and get the concepts or you listen to the audio. It takes about an hour. Brian did an audio version of it. it. takes about an hour to actually listen to it or read it. And then you can go back and reference any one chapter based on what it is that you're going through in those moments. So, you know, it's, it's, I know people who call it their parenting Bible, you know, not to be uh, blaspheming or anything, but what they're saying is it's their parenting go-to book because it's just so full of nuggets and it's not full of things that are going to tell you exactly what to do because every family is unique every child is unique but it gives you these broad concepts and examples that then you can you can apply the broad concept to the situation and then figure out what language works for you